Are we in a cycle of birth, living, dying, and then being born again? Over and over. Learning and progressing. Ascending the ladder step by step until we eventually get it right? Let's get into it. anyone fool you. Although some who believe in this try to deny it, the doctrine of multiple mortal probations is really the same concept as reincarnation, but with a Mormon twist on it. The origin of this doctrine is ambiguous at best, coming from hearsay, mostly second and third hand accounts, supposedly quoting something Joseph Smith said at one time. By most standards, these accounts come from less than reputable sources. Neither the LDS or the RLDS has any historical document of any such revelation. And neither church has ever recognized that doctrine. Now, people trying to associate Joseph Smith with bad doctrine in an attempt to legitimatize it is nothing new. Just saying. Let me go ahead and state something for the record. Even if we actually found evidence that was brought forth that once upon a time, Joseph Smith made a statement in support of such a doctrine, it wouldn't make the doctrine of multiple mortal probations true. And it was just because Joseph Smith or any man said it, or wrote it, or personally believed in it, doesn't make it from God. There is no automatic rubber stamp of approval in heaven for everything Joseph ever said or did, or any other person, for that matter, who may have been called a prophet. And if you do unquestionably believe everything that he or any other prophet said, you're practicing a form of idolatry. As Nephi of old said, Cursed is he that putteth his trusted man. Also, in Second Nephi, we, we have this prophecy that God will join the writings of the Jews, the Bible, and the writings of the Nephites, the Book of Mormon, together as being one in his hand, quote, unto the confounding of false doctrines and laying down of contentions, Therefore, we should find these two records in agreement. Furthermore, the combination of these two books, then, should give us a very solid scriptural foundation that we can stand on. So let's begin with what the Bible has to say about this topic. Beginning in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 through 28, we find this. And just as it is appointed for mortals to die once, and after that the judgment, but that isn't the only witness of this truth in the Bible. In the book of Revelations, chapter 3, verse 12, we find this. 
He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I shall write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which shall come down out of heaven from my God, and I will write on him my new name. Now notice in this scripture that it says that those who overcome through Christ that they shall go out no more. So in other words, when we enter into the rest of the Lord and we come into our reward, we don't go out anymore. But let's take a look at what the Book of Mormon has to say about it. I mean, after all, one of the purposes of the Book of Mormon is to clarify anything that isn't made perfectly clear in the Bible and also to correct our doctrine very specifically. And furthermore, the Lord instructed Oliver Cowdery in 1829 that he was to rely upon those things and all of us that were written in the Book of Mormon, quote, for in them are all things written concerning my church, my gospel, and my rock. Chapter 15, the Book of Commandments. Understanding that is the Book of Mormon in agreement with the Bible on this subject? Well, let's start with the fact that over and over again, the writers of the Nephite record indicate that we have this one life as a kind of probationary period to decide whether to follow God or follow the devil and the desires of the flesh. And after we die, there is no more work that can be done, it says. And what spirit that presides in our life when we leave this world will continue with us into the spirit realm. So based on this, we either spend time in paradise or in darkness based on our choice. And then comes the resurrection of the righteous, later followed by the resurrection of the wicked. And then we are judged. And those who are righteous will dwell with God in endless happiness, etc. That's it. All of this, of course, is in complete agreement with the Bible. Very simply, there is absolutely no mention of a plan B. Quite the opposite. Now let me ask a simple question for anyone wondering if the doctrine of multiple mortal probations is true. Since the Lord told us plainly that the record that Joseph translated, which we call the Book of Mormon, contained all things written concerning his church, his gospel, his rock, how could such a crucial spiritual doctrine be missing if it were true? In the Book of Alma, it says, And we see that death comes upon mankind, yea, the death which has been spoken of by Amulek, which is the temporal death. Nevertheless, there was a space granted unto man in which he might repent. Therefore, this life became a probationary state, a time to prepare to meet God, a time to prepare for that endless state which has been spoken of by us, which is after the resurrection of the dead. So here we have this one life. This one life is our time of probation. And again in Alma it says, 
Yea, I would that you would come forth and harden not your hearts any longer. For behold, now is the time and the day of your salvation. And therefore, if you will repent and harden not your hearts, immediately shall the great plan of redemption be brought about unto you. For behold, this life, this one life that we have here, is a time for men to prepare to meet God. Yea, behold, the day of this life is the day for men to perform their labors. And now, as I said unto you before, as you have had so many witnesses, therefore I beseech that you do not procrastinate the day of repentance until the end. Why? If we have life after life after life and different lives to get it right, then why is it so important not to procrastinate the day of your repentance until the end? Well, he says, for after this day of life, the one that they're living right now, which is given us to prepare for eternity, behold, if we do not improve our time while in this life, then cometh the night of darkness. That's referring to death. The night of darkness wherein there can be no labor performed. It's too late, you see. And you cannot say when you are brought to that awful crisis that I will repent, that I will return to my God. Nay, you cannot say this. For that same spirit which doth possess your bodies at the time that you go out of this life, that same spirit will have power to possess your body in that eternal world. Now tell me, where do you see the opportunity to live another life and yet maybe another and another and perhaps get it right someday. It doesn't exist here. It's this life that they must get it right. And if they don't, if they give their lives over to Satan in this life, it will possess them in the eternal world. There is no plan B. Additionally, we find the following explicit commentary on how those who love and serve God will enter into the kingdom of heaven when they die to no more go out from there. So let's take a look again in Alma. We read and may the Lord bless you and keep your garments spotless that you may at the last be brought to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and the holy prophets who have been ever since the world began having your garments spotless even as their garments are spotless in the kingdom of heaven, to go no more out. You see, if we come to Jesus and have our garments washed clean by the blood that was spilled at the cross, if we come to Jesus, if we follow him, then when we die, we enter into that rest, even with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to go no more out. We don't leave again. We don't go out and live another life. But sadly, there are people who believe that Joseph Smith will or has already been reincarnated or born again in a new body. If this were true, then by the standard that is established here in the Book of Mormon, he must not have exercised faith in Christ. And he did not get his garments made spotless by the blood of Jesus. Otherwise, he would have sat down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to go no more out. Furthermore, it would seem that Abraham, 
Isaac and Jacob are themselves not being reincarnated or living multiple mortal probations because we are promised that if we will come under Christ and have our garments washed and and continue until the end faithfully that we will sit down with them with Abraham Isaac and Jacob so evidently they're not going out again they're staying where they're at and we can meet them there and I'll continue in Alma and saying and now may God grant unto these my brethren that they may sit down in the kingdom of God yea and also all those who are the fruit of their labors, that they may go no more out, but that they may praise him forever. Yea, and he has also said that the righteous shall sit down in his kingdom to go no more out. You see, we're not going out again. Once we sit down with him in the kingdom, when we have served him all our days and we die, we are rewarded to not have to go out. And it says, but their garments should be made white through the blood of the lamb. And that is the promise. We get to enter into his rest. And in Helaman, it says, yea, we see that whosoever will lay hold upon the word of God, which is quick and powerful, which shall divide asunder all the cunning and all the snares and wiles of the devil and lead the man of Christ in a straight and narrow course across the everlasting gulf of misery, which is prepared to engulf the wicked and land their souls, yea, their immortal souls at the right hand of God in the kingdom of heaven to sit down with Abraham and Isaac and with Jacob and with all our holy fathers to go no more out. And there you have it. I've pointed this out countless times on this podcast, but I will once more remind those listening that we are told that the Book of Mormon contains the fullness of the gospel. That means all of it. And the complete doctrine of Christ, according to Jesus in third Nephi, he says, this is my doctrine. It is all of it. If anybody adds any other doctrine and says it's mine, they come of evil. And so if multiple mortal probations were a thing, we ought to see some evidence of it. Instead, the Book of Mormon contains absolutely zero support for the idea of multiple mortal probations and just like the Bible it actually testifies to the opposite you see all those who obtain the salvation of the Lord and in faith abide in him they will rest in heaven to no more go out and then the resurrection and the judgment of God we are not living out our lives again and again. And so I guess I'd put it to you this way. What does it gain you to believe in such a doctrine? Is it not a temptation to think that you can delay the day of your repentance and procrastinate coming fully into Christ and living righteously? If you've got many attempts to get at it, then what is the point? And so this is an enticement, I believe, of the devil. What we need to do is come to Christ, as the Book of Mormon in the Bible says, 
and treat it as if this one life we have is all we have because from a scriptural point of view that's the case don't waste the days of your probation on flights of fancies get to work as if this life were all that you have amen and if i haven't completely offended you yet i hope you will join us next time until then god bless